The Hoosiers open the season in just three days on the gridiron. Who are going to be some of the guys that are going to need to step up for Indiana to start 1-0? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is a Wednesday, August 31st. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. The Hoosiers obviously are going to be opening on Friday with a lot of questions ahead of them. Wanted to take a look today at three guys that I think are going to be vital to step up and play big for the Hoosiers to have a chance to win on on Friday at or against Illinois at home Memorial Stadium under the lights going to be a a big crowd in attendance as we discussed on yesterday's podcast. Now the very obvious choice in this would be the quarterback, whoever the quarterback might be. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be, so it's kind of hard to talk about that person being relied upon when we don't know if it's Jack Tuttle, we don't know if it's Connor Bazelak. I would guess, it's been my guess for pretty much since spring uh, spring ball, but I would guess it's Bazelak. Uh I would imagine he transferred here with the idea that he would be have a really good shot at being the starter and there's been nothing to indicate that he hasn't played well. So I would guess it's Bazelak. I have nothing really to base that on other than just kind of my, my best guess. So I could sit here and talk about generalities of the quarterback needing to, to make better decisions uh, than they did last year um, needing to build chemistry with wide receivers, all that stuff. I could do that. I'm just speaking in very broad generalities and to save you a a whole segment of kind of that type of boredom. I tried to pick a different set of players outside of the quarterback. First one I I do want to talk about though, is on the offensive side of the ball. It's going to be DJ Matthews. It's somebody that we've talked about a good amount this fall throughout fall camp throughout the last couple weeks. uh, As we preview this Illinois game. First, I, I think we need to put, uh, and this is myself included. I think we need to put the proper amount of, um, or not put too much pressure on him. It's probably a better way to put it. Last year, we saw with Michael Penix that just because you've had a lengthy time to kind of rehab your knee, there's nothing that's going to make up or, or prepare you for in-game action fully. Like you're going to need to get on the field. You're going to need to get those reps and you're going to need to, um, play games that there's nothing that can replicate that. So I think last season, again, I'm including myself in this. We assume Penix would come in and look like he did for most of 2020 against Ohio state against Michigan, uh, late in the game against Penn state. We assumed that and physically he just wasn't able to get there. So I, I think we need to, to clarify that when we talk about DJ Matthews. Now there was, The timetables aren't quite the same. DJ Matthews had a couple extra months of rehab that Michael Penix didn't. Uh, Everybody's bodies are built different. 
maybe he's able to bounce back a little bit more quickly, but by all accounts, he should be ready to play on, uh, on Friday. So he's someone that Indiana's going to rely upon. If he's, if he's out there, if he's playing, he's, I would be stunned if he's not starting and he's going to be someone that the Hoosiers are going to rely upon offensively, whoever the quarterback is. He's basically the only kind of proven returner, uh, returning wide receiver the team has. He has big play ability, maybe not necessarily explosive ability, though there were videos kind of showcasing that. Uh, that wasn't what he did last season. That could be in his kind of bag of tricks, but last season he was able to um, make plays underneath. He was able to uh, score on runs out of the backfield. Now, when I say he does have big play ability or he didn't showcase it, that was strictly offensively. Obviously, he returned that punt for a touchdown against Idaho. So it's there. Um, it just wasn't some, it wasn't how Indiana used him last year. He was used in the slot in more kind of those underneath routes to, uh, try to get him into space a little bit and let him work. Maybe they move him out wide and utilize that speed a little bit more this season. See if he can take the top off the defense. We'll see how he's used, but, uh, I'd be stunned if he didn't start. And even if he doesn't, he's going to be used a lot. And he's someone that Indiana, that's the only guy we really know that that can make a big play on the offensive end. So Indiana is probably going to rely upon him. Illinois is probably going to be keying in on him. So it'll be a chess match from the get go with him. But if he can step up, if he can make a couple big plays, um, not even necessarily touchdown, just kind of momentum changing plays, be that reliable guy that he was through a little more than three games last season, basically be that uh, safety valve for, whoever the quarterback is and provide that versatility out of the backfield the, to allow Indiana to keep mixing things up. If he can be that, that is massive for Indiana because that is um, a type of player that this offense can rely upon, especially early on as they get their feet. It'll be interesting to see as well, kind of if, it, if, and what type of, packages he's in if donovan mccauley comes out uh, under center or in the as quarterback tom allen mentioned that could happen that there are packages for him to play uh as a quarterback so that could mix things up as well but when you have someone like matthews you can you can mix things up and you can have him um in different positions on the field he can get the ball in different areas of the field and that's going to be really important for an IU offense. That's going to be figuring out a lot, not just on Friday, but really through the first few weeks of the season. Uh, if they can have somebody dependable like DJ Matthews to rely upon, that takes a lot of pressure off a lot of other guys. So he's going to be someone uh, Indiana is going to really need to step up on Friday. It'll be a big miss if he isn't playing, but all indications seem to be that he will be on the field. Defensively, there's obviously a really big hole to fill with Micah McFadden. I have an interesting name to uh, look at that could help replace him this season. First, though, BetOnline is your number one source. BetOnline.net, excuse me, is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, 
including live betting, esports, and more. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sport events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, college football as well. The Hoosiers are sitting at minus three uh, on Friday against Illinois, which typically you're looking at about three points uh, for being the home team. So if it was a neutral field, this is a bit of a toss-up, which um, feels close, feels, feels about right. And especially considering before last week's game, Indiana had crept to about minus five, almost minus six, I think. That felt too high. Uh, the line has come back down since Illinois won in week zero. I said yesterday I would take uh, Indiana minus three over under a 45. I probably like the under there. Uh, it's going to be a close one, though. I, I don't feel necessarily confident about that one but i am confident that bet online is the place to go head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts big thanks to you guys for making locked on hoosiers your first listen every single day I've mentioned it throughout this week i really want to try to get to 500 subscribers on youtube uh before the college basketball season starts, that gives us a good chunk of the college football season to try to build this up. So if you're listening to us for the first time or you haven't subscribed already, just real quick, whether on your phone, um, on your computer, just open up a tab real quick, head to YouTube, Locked on Hoosiers, subscribe. That's all. Let's try to get to 500 subscribers by the start of the basketball season. Micah McFadden obviously left a giant, giant hole in the defense. We've talked about some guys that could step up and attempt to replace him this year. Bradley Jennings, the transfer from Miami. Aaron Casey, uh, the the returning senior. Deshaun McCullough, who is going to play as a, a freshman, but where he plays, not really certain. Uh, the bull position seems more likely right now than necessarily where McFadden was, at least this season. It's going to be a number of guys step up. I have a bit of a trick answer, maybe, as to someone the Hoosiers are going to rely upon this season defensively, and it's Cam Jones. Uh, they have a huge hole to fill. You're not going to be able to replace what Micah McFadden did and trying to find uh, all of that production, both tangible and intangible from some a new player isn't going to work. So Cam Jones is someone that I think can take a good amount of that burden. He's already someone that was that is super talented. Uh, he's been around for a while. He's going to take a lot of those intangibles this year, I think. He's going to be a, more of a leader on that defense. He's familiar with what's going on. Even with Tom Allen coming back calling plays, he's been around. He knows what a Tom Allen defense looks like. Uh, a lot of that defense has been around, but I can see Cam Jones being the guy that kind of takes some of that, if not all, almost all of that kind of leadership responsibility left by uh, Micah McFadden. Taiwan Mullen probably factors in there as well. A number of guys in that secondary are veterans, are experienced, and, and could help shoulder some of that burden. But Cam Jones, I think, is someone... He was really good last season, but when you're playing next to Micah McFadden, who we discussed at times last year, one of the best IU players in kind of their modern era, 
especially on the defensive side of the ball, when you're playing next to somebody like that, you get overshadowed. So there wasn't as much talk about how good Cam Jones is. Without McFadden there, the spotlight might be a little bit brighter on Cam Jones, and maybe he shines out a little bit more and is able to pick up the production statistically as well as with those intangibles that we mentioned. There's a lot of big plays that are going to have to be replaced this season. Uh, A lot of tackles, a lot of tackles for losses. That was something Micah McFadden was terrific at. A lot of sacks. Um, Again, I'm not saying Cam Jones is going to fill all that, There's a lot of people that are going to have to step up in various ways, not just in the linebacker position, on the defensive line. uh, A lot of those plays in the backfield that Micah McFadden made, if you get uh, members of the defensive line to step up and make those plays, take some of the burden off the linebackers as well. But you can sit here and debate which kind of unproven guy between Jennings, Casey, McCullough, three talented guys, but three guys who have not started for a Big Ten team before you can debate which one of those guys you could say the Hoosiers are going to rely upon. The answer is all of them, but I think they're going to have a greater reliance on Cam Jones to lead that defense. It's going to be him and Taiwan Mullen both, I would imagine, that are really going to lead this defense. But um, a lot of times you see that guy, that linebacker in the heart of the defense, really directing traffic. And I think that's going to be what Cam Jones does this season. They're going to need a lot out of him. There's going to be Uh, A lot of responsibility placed on him because he is a guy that has played a number of seasons under Tom Allen under uh, with the Hoosiers. So there's an expectation, a high expectation for him. Indiana's going to need that. They're going to need him to play better than he was last season for them to replace what they lost to McFadden and just be a better defense overall. We talk that, I thought the defense got worn down and it was a little unfair to criticize them at times last season. Uh, But the fact remains that they struggled last year. So if the Hoosiers are going to take a step forward again, defensively, Cam Jones is going to have to be a big part of that. And I think they're going to rely a lot on him in the center of that defense to really make some plays this season. Last, I want to, I don't want to say person because it's actually a group of people that the Hoosiers are going to rely upon is pretty predictable given how much this group struggled last season. We'll dive into that here in just a moment. So the two kind of groups or positions that struggled most last season, quarterback, which we mentioned we're not really going to be able to talk about uh, without with us not knowing who the starter is going to be. The other position was the offensive line, which – led to a lot of the quarterback's issues. Uh, Quarterbacks were getting hurt. That wasn't entirely the offensive line's fault. It wasn't not the offensive line's fault as well, though. Uh, They struggled. They struggled a lot. They struggled in every aspect. There were no positives to take away from the offensive line last season. Even in games they won in blowouts, I guess game, the Idaho game they won in a blowout, the offensive line didn't look great. That Western Kentucky game they won, that was Michael Penix looking like his 2020 self and less to do with the offensive line, kind of figuring some things out. So there's a, there is a lot of pressure on this offensive line this season, because again, as we've seen, if the offensive line can't play well, it really doesn't matter how good your quarterback is, how good your wide receiver is, how good your running back is. If, 
Is DJ Matthews going to be reliable? Is Connor Bazelik or Jack Tuttle there? Is Sean Chivers going to be an every down back? None of that matters if the offensive line is bad. So there are any number of names you could pick. It's not really a position you can say this one guy needs to be better. Um, you could say Matthew Bedford, who is the best guy, the best player amongst the linemen this season. Um, he was the best probably last year as well. You can say you're at the top. You need to improve. He can play. He's played both guards and tackle positions. He's played all over that line. Uh, I would imagine he's going to be the left tackle this season, and that's always uh, going to be a position you need to step up and protect a QB's blind side. So um, that is one guy you can name, but there's any number of guys. Like There are so many players. You could look at a Zach Carpenter who – transferred to Michigan or from Michigan a couple seasons ago. Um, he's going to step in at center this year uh, and be the full-time starter, presumably. So he's going to be one of those few new pieces on a pretty experienced offensive line. Uh, he started at guard last year. He could move there. We're not entirely certain what the, the starting offensive line looks like, but Carpenter has played center. Um, he, but again, he's going to be one of the new pieces. Is he going to be able to step in, elevate his play and elevate the play of the line as a whole as well? Um, you can look at a Khalil Benson who redshirted last year after having an injury during fall camp. Uh, he's a guy that he can play again, kind of anywhere across the line. Um, he has a lot of talent and I think he's going to play a big role in this season Anytime you have someone as versatile as he is, he's going to be valuable just for that versatility alone. I don't know that he'll start necessarily. We'll see, but um, IU doesn't have a ton of depth on the offensive line, so Benson is going to see some time, uh, assuming he's healthy to start this season, which, again, sounds like that will be the case. So there are any number of guys. There's guys that I didn't even mention as well that you can point out and say that they need to step up. But the fact remains, the group as a whole has to be better than it was last season, or it really doesn't matter what the rest of this debate is about this IU offense. If the offensive line struggles as much as it did last season, it's a moot point, and this is going to be another really, really long year. So uh, pick a name, whoever you want it to be on that offensive line. That would be my third choice for this one. Again, a bit of a cop-out answer, but it's hard to talk about things I was going to rely upon and not mention the offensive line, which is the beginning and the end, as it was last season of the offense. I want to give a quick shout-out to Peyton Hendershot, in case you guys did not see. He makes the Cowboys 53-man roster notable because he went undrafted Um surprisingly a little bit. I thought he was one of the guys that would be drafted. Micah McFadden obviously was, but it looks like uh, Hendershot is going to make the roster. He caught a touchdown pass, I believe, in the most recent preseason game, uh, which sounds like it's put him over the top with landing a a roster spot. So big shout out to him. We know that he can score and, and it was apparently kind of his downfield speed and his route running ability that, uh, 
again, led to him getting on the roster. So big shout out to him. There were a lot of IU players cut on Tuesday. Um, not a lot of guys survived survived that, uh, all those training camp cuts. So we'll see once the dust clears who's left on our roster for IU football. Um, maybe later this week we'll give you guys an update on that. Thanks again, guys, for making Lockdown Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to preview Illinois, take a look at their team, their week zero win, what to expect from them uh, on Friday. Now, for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. Helps us out immensely. Most importantly, though, guys, I want everybody to have a terrific Wednesday and LEO.